Welcome to the Gen Z Today podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Whitmer, founder and CEO of the How to Life Movement. On Gen Z Today, we discuss practical ways you can boldly live and lead for Christ. Find out how you can have confident hope and make a difference for Jesus, especially when it comes to the Great Commission. Welcome to Gen Z Today. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Gen Z Today podcast. I am your host, Jordan Whitmer, and I am so glad that you are tuning in for another episode where every week on here, we talk about what it means to live and lead for Jesus as members of of the next generation, members of Gen Z. And many of us in this generation, we want to make a difference. We want to lead. We want to live for the Lord. uh, But sometimes we just don't know how. We don't know where to get started or what that looks like. And uh, and here on this podcast, we have conversations about that. And almost every week, I have a guest uh, where we talk about uh, these practical themes and uh, the importance of of just living for the Lord and uh, and in uh, in growing as leaders in this next generation. And I have a wonderful guest with me this week that I am so thrilled that you guys are going to get a chance to hear from. Uh, so he is someone I have known. Oh, let's do the math. Uh, seven years now. I've known uh, this guy for seven years back when we were both seniors in high school. Uh, he is one of the original How to Life leaders, about as original as you can get, meaning he helped lead on the second ever How to Life event that ever happened. And uh, there have now been like a hundred and 15 How to Life events. And this guy I'm interviewing was one of the key leaders of the second ever event number two of 115 and uh, and he has been just a really awesome guy that i've known over the years and uh, and has been making a big difference for jesus uh, in his uh, world and in the lanes that he has has been in and so without further ado i'm excited to invite uh, he's also the host of his own podcast called the next generation leader podcast and uh, I encourage you guys to check that out. Uh, Next Generation Leader podcast is hosted by Zach Funderburk. And Zach, I'm so excited to have you on Gen Z Today podcast here today. Uh, how are you doing, Zach? Doing well, Jordan. It's an honor to be on with you. Thanks for giving me this opportunity. And it's it's crazy to think seven years ago, uh, we were meeting for that number two How to Life event, like you're saying, and the Lord has really blessed your ministry to see the places y'all have gone and how many you've gotten to do and the lives that have been changed because of your faithfulness and the Lord's faithfulness to your ministry. And so honored to be on and happy to do it. Well, thank you, Zach. I know it does feel like just yesterday that we were going into our senior year of high school and uh, we met up at Chick-fil-A because uh, all good How to Life events have been birthed at Chick-fil-A, it seems. Yes, yes. And, uh, And for those of you that don't kind of know a lot of you probably are familiar with How to Life, uh, but if you're not familiar with How to Life and you're listening uh, to this, uh, How to Life is a ministry that I lead. I started I started it seven years ago when I was or eight years, seven and a half years ago when I was a junior in high school. I wanted to do something to reach my friends for Christ uh, in Arkansas, a little town called Harrison, Arkansas, where I'd grown up in northern Arkansas, uh, and 30 minutes to the north of Harrison is another town called Branson, Missouri. And uh, following the first ever How to Life event that we had in Arkansas, people had come to our event from uh, from Branson, uh, including uh, Zach and my mutual friend Matt Baker 
uh, he came down and was at that very first event and he and, and a couple others were like yo we need to take this to branson this would be really cool to do a big yeah. student-led community-wide outreach and initiative uh in branson and and they invited zach to come to uh, one of these early meetings and then and then yeah i believe it was june of 2015 i was still a 16 year old at the time and you would have been like 17 or something 17, like that yeah. yeah i think i was i'm a year older than you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you were 17 i was 16 and we met up for at chick-fil-a and uh, talked about the vision and at the time what do you remember at that time did you feel like this was something that could happen or were you like eh, i don't know or yeah i mean i believed in your vision you came in with uh it was very clear and it was very clear that the lord had really blessed the first event in harrison and uh, it, people had responded really well to it and something that we could definitely replicate in Branson. And my youth pastor, Mark Miller at the time came to me with the idea. I remember that Matt had gone down and we, we talked, just hear this guy out, Jordan at Chick-fil-A, just to see what he wants to do. I think this could be really good for our community to partner with other churches. And, and what I do remember at the time, it's fascinating to think through Branson, uh, went through kind of a shift. My freshman year of high school, uh, the new private school opened in town. So a lot of of my really sweet and good friends from from growing up went to school the Ozarks while I stayed at Branson. Mm. And this naturally kind of created this awkward divide between the two. Like we'd still be at church and go to youth group together. But for some reason, there was just an awkward divide between the kids that stayed at Branson and the kids that went to school the Ozarks. Mm. Still loved them, still best friends, but it was just it's just different. Mm. And when this event came around, we all worked together on it. And it really brought a lot of those sweet friendships back around people that I still keep in touch with and mm. have worked at Canica camps with. And it was really, it brought a lot of people to, to the Lord because Branson is a lost community and, mm. and needed something like this. Uh, but it was very cool to see how friendships were kind of rekindled based on that because we had a common goal and a common mission and something that both people, people from both schools were doing and working together. And, and after that, it kind of changed uh, a lot of our friendships and was a very sweet way for us to reconnect. So, um, I believed in it and I thought it was, I, I didn't at the time I had no idea it would end up in England and, and France yeah. and Mexico, wherever y'all have gone now. Um, but I was just honored to be a part of, of the early stages and, and get to watch it grow now. That's amazing. And you know, what do you remember? Like, I, I, I mean, I remember that the event November 18th or something of 2015, mm -hmm. we had 700 uh, people from yep. all over Branson, all the big major churches in Branson participated and helped bring their youth out. And then a ton of kids came from, from your school, from your public high school there in Branson. And what do you remember about the night of that event? And I know you had a key role as well, speaking and, and, and helping preach and, and just talk about Jesus in such a mighty way. What, what do you remember about that night? Well, before before the night, I remember we had been putting posters up all over the school and really trying to advertise as the early days of Instagram and and trying to do as much marketing as we could to get people there. And we have a very notorious physics teacher uh, at Branson High School who just everyone loves. But I mean, he's very science based. He he is uh, he's an atheist, and we all knew that. And he allowed us to put a sign up outside his room and, and was very sweet about it. And I mm. remember walking out of his physics class the day of the event and him stopping me and said, Zach, good luck tonight. I mm. think it's going to be really awesome for our community. And so that was a really neat experience to see him kind of it, it, it made a difference in his life. And you could tell that he it got him thinking about some different things. Obviously, he didn't end up coming to the event, um, mm -hmm. but. 
I think that seed was planted and who knows where he is in his faith journey now. Um, but it, that was a really cool opportunity for me to even connect with a, with a teacher at, at the high school at the time. And then that night rolled around. I remember being nervous and I mean, not, I, we were in the Branson convention center, which is a large building and it was in a yeah. very big room. Um, and I, I remember walking in and being overwhelmed by the size of the room, the size of the stage and the amount of chairs that were in the audience yeah. thinking to myself, there's absolutely no way we can fill up this room. And, and as the night came on, people kept coming in and churches and buses were pulling up and, and it was, it was really electric in the room that night. And, and you yeah. could tell that it was genuine. And there were a lot of people who showed up that went to Branson high school, were not a part of my youth group. And I was surprised that they were there and I, and I loved it. And you could see there was a genuine heart change and people accepted the Lord that night. And so the Lord really used it and it, it was a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, I just remember it being a ton of fun. There was a lot of laughs. Um, and the worship was, was beautiful and amazing and just being so proud of mm. all of the, the people who had worked so hard on it and so thankful for you, uh, opening the door for that opportunity. That's amazing, Zach. I think just to, I love the, the history that was there and, and how the Lord moved that night. And, uh, and yeah, none of us at that time would have even guessed that this would become an international movement and helping young people in even more places. But I know it's such an inspiring evening and inspiring planning process. And then throughout the rest of that year, I kind of had you be a pinch hitter in a way as a, as a host and cause, cause you were a host at that event and just brought a ton of energy and there, there's still an iconic, like if there's ever a how to life museum, which I don't know if we'll get to that point, hopefully we, <laughs> it's big enough to where there is, but yeah. if there's ever how to life museum talking about that era, the photo, the giant selfie that you took on the selfie mm. stick is yeah, definitely going to be like on the early years <laughs> or something. I, I see it every, every once in a while when I see I'll post something or, or see something online, it, I see my face on that selfie stick, um, my hot pink selfie stick that I had bought 10 minutes <laughs> before at Dick's five and 10 in downtown Branson, um, is now infamous. And yeah, that, and that just kind of, you could see everybody crowded in together, how many people were in that room and just the people were so joyful that night. And yeah. I, that picture, it, it really is a cool one to look back at. It really is. That was the, the iconic selfie for the ages. And then when we tried to replicate it in, in the other communities, we did uh, this, the third ever how to life event was Harrison, Arkansas year two, my hometown. And then we did mountain home, Arkansas, yeah, that was the fourth event. And then, uh, did you come to Northwest Arkansas or is that the one you, did you come to that one too? Uh, I know I came to Harrison mountain home and I don't think I was at Northwest Arkansas. Okay. Myself, but, but you, you uh, were at the second third and fourth events yeah. ever. So those three yeah, yeah. were, were definitely a really cool run having you come and do hosting and just kind of get everyone hyped and, and, uh, uh you were the high school starting quarterback at Branson <laughs> high school and, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, I, Something I, that the Zach that was hosting at the time was very proud of, and now the uh, Zach in the professional world doesn't mention as as much. But yes, okay. it's true. <laughs> so something something of the of the past uh, that we yeah, yeah, that we yeah. that we I, I learned a lot from the experience totally. But yeah, that's funny. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I, I remember quarterback Zach. I saw you play. So wow, and, I appreciate that. And uh, and I tell people, I'm like, yeah, there were high school quarterbacks that were coming to leadership mm. meetings, and if they can come, then you can come. Right. So which that, shows you the type of high school quarterback I was. I wasn't necessarily the cool guy walking down the, <laughs> the, the uh, not the, uh, these events were very cool, but, um, you don't see many of that. So yeah, <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. And, and then, and then the cool thing, like 
the thing the the when your name comes up the most these days it's in drawing back the lines of how i've ended up connecting with a lot of amazing christian leaders and in a lot of how to life events to this day yeah so you in december of like 2016 yeah you we were both back from college for like christmas time we met up at same chick-fil-a again kind of had a had and i connected and i was trying to get some connections in like texas because we were really trying to launch how to life events around texas and you were going to dallas baptist university good school and uh, and uh, and you introduced me to at the time kirby minnick now she's kirby kelly uh she's always been kirby as a boss and kirby was my (laughs) first podcast guest here and and she's been on a couple times and 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 back then that 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 you connecting me with Kirby your classmate really ha- ended up Kirby and I really connected and we're able to do a bunch of ministry stuff together it just opened up a ton of doors and then uh, and then Kirby ended up introducing me to more people and started promoting how to life a little bit and and and, and there literally now have been how to life events in places like France and Mexico uh, specifically as a result of uh, kirby's promotion so so and then there have been other people i've met like my good friend nick hurst was kirby introduced me to him and and uh and then and then that's led to other things so so it's kind of just been like there's this giant chain reaction i was even mentioning too like literally they're one of the kids from the mexico team married someone from the germany how to life team and when two people get married in how to life we call it how to wife so uh, it's, look at that. it's only happened once, uh, but, but that also technically has its origins in through Kirby who helped open up the door to Mexico, who then that led to that. So that also has its <laughs> connection yeah, to, yeah. to you there as well. So, so your name comes up a lot and, and, and then also your, uh, we talked about you when I interviewed Gabrielle Odom a few weeks back, oh, uh, because, yeah, because you, uh, our friends with Cooper, who yep. is getting married to Gabby. So yeah, every everybody pray for Gabby as they they get married. She's gonna need it living with that knucklehead. <laughs> oh man, I'm just kidding. He's one of my he was one of my roommates at DBU, and I love him to death. So so yeah, lots of crazy, amazing uh, connections that the Lord kind of brought about through uh, through that, and it all has its roots in uh, a cool Chick Fil A meeting. And uh, with a 16-year-old and a bunch of 17 and 16-year-olds chatting right. about, hey, do you think we can reach our city here? Yeah, let's do it. So, yeah, but it just shows yeah. how the Lord's been at work. And it's really cool. And truly, and but, I think it was because we were eating the Lord's chicken. He he really did bless the ministry. <laughs> there you go. So if you if you have vision for Jesus and want to reach your town That's for right. Christ, go to Chick Fil A, get your friends together, and just pray and see what yep. the Lord does. That's and right. uh, I've I've said I. I want to see how to life events in every, any place that has a Chick-fil-A in America needs to have a how to life event. So if there's a Chick-fil-A in the town, they need a local how to life chapter. And, and until that happens, there's more expansion to do. And, uh, yeah, but, but yeah, well, Zach, this is awesome to have you on. Obviously lots of, lots of history to unpack, which is really fun. And, and, uh, as we kind of move into the, the rest of the, the podcast here, could you just tell us a little bit more, uh, of kind of even your own story with uh, with Jesus. I always ask people to kind of share a short snippet of their testimony. How did you find Christ? Uh, what is the difference that Christ has made in your life? And and how did you get to the point uh, where you are today? 
Yeah. I remember those early How to Life events. They were called Hope Stories or Story of Hope. Yeah, people would Hope share. Stories. It was, really, it was really neat to hear people in my in my classes uh, stories. But yeah, for me, uh, growing up in Branson, Missouri, grew up around the church. I grew up at First Baptist Branson and at Canicut Camps. And my parents are just the most amazing, wonderful people who took me to church and challenged me in, in that way. Um, but as any young kid and boy, especially I was very wrapped up in myself and wrapped up in sports. And, and as you mentioned, I, I mean, playing quarterback at, at Branson High School and playing on the baseball team as well. I mean, that was my everything. That was an idol that I had placed before my relationship uh, with God. And uh, I, I cared. And this plays into my my ultimate like sin struggle is caring so much about what people think of me based on my performance. And that plays into now as a husband and as a as a professional worker, whatever it might be, I, I care too much about what people people think. And that had its roots in, in sports. And uh, so my junior year of high school, I ended up breaking my arm mid football season, wasn't able to finish the season. And so when God allowed that to kind of topple down on top of me, so did my pride. And um, I remember uh, Coach Lance Duncan uh, was sitting next to me as I was just being kind of a punk, uh, just like sulking about this injury. Why would God let this happen to me? He, he told me to kind of look around this locker room. He's like, how many of these people know Jesus? He's like, not many of them are going to go on play college football. I surely didn't. And none of them probably are going on to the NFL. It's like, but they're all going to stand before Jesus one day. Uh, and so what what can you do now since you've been given that gift uh, to know him at an early age to, to make him known at your school and on these teams? And so around that same time is truly it really is when How to Life came into my life and was able to do it on a grand scale, but also just change how I live, uh, knowing that the sports, my performance is not what lasts, uh, but Jesus is what what does. And so then end up going to college. At Dallas Baptist and, and furthered that more was surrounded by great guys like Cooper McCullough, uh, Jonathan Linder, Riley Becker, Jordan Wicker, these, these got just mountains of men uh, in, in the faith in my life and learning what community looks like, how, how to live in community. Uh, and then met my wife at Canica camps during college. We dated, she went to Auburn and I went to DBU. We got married August of 2020. And that is just furthered um, my, my growth and my faith, because she challenges me every day to, to be, to be better. I, I, cause that is what I need most days. I need to be better and, uh, follow the Lord more fervently. Uh, but the Lord has, has been a constant, um, reminder in my life of, of what lasts. And there's a great quote by CT stud. It's, um, this, I mean, everything in this life will soon pass. Only what's done for Christ will last. Yes. And, yes. um, and that's been kind of when, when my boss at DB brought that to me it was a really illuminating um not i mean it's not scripture but it's just a great phrase to remind yourself of only what's done for christ will last on this earth and so what are we spending our time and energy on um and there's a lot of good to be done on this earth i'm working in the world of, of politics campaigns and policies that we said and there's a lot of ways to infect good things on this earth um, because this world is, I mean, it's governed by men, but I want to be doing things for the will of God and knowing that people's eternal soul matter a whole lot more than them getting elected uh, or, or different policies that may be enacted in the United States today. And so um, that's what we care about. And so that's been kind of like, if I were to sum it up in a phrase, only what's done for Christ will last. And that's kind of been a recurring theme in my life and what I hope and pray that it continues through the rest of my life. So yeah, that's kind of my, my quick story. And that's that's so good, Zach. I I love uh, love that quote the uh, from C T. Studd. I mean, he he yeah. he he had some good 
He had quotes. some zingers. He, he's this late late eighteen hundreds British cricketer. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And yeah, that that you have only... to be a great cricketer <laughs> if your name is CT Stud. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I know that's just legendary. <laughs> exactly. That only one life shall twill soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And the other one is some people want to there live within the sound of chapel bells. I want to run a rescue mission within a yard of hell. Is like yeah. yes, amen. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, got gotta love those those cricketers and uh, his brother J E K Stud lesser known than him, but uh, J.E.K. Stud helped really impact my ministry hero, John R. Mott, who ended up becoming one of the biggest missions mobilizers in all of history. Uh, So C.T. Stud's brother was preaching at Cornell, and he shared just like, seek first, seek first great things for thyself. No, seek them not. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And, uh, and just that was helped him. And, but yeah, and you never know what your words is going to lead to. I mean, someone uh, back so long ago said some words that have inspired uh, a young 16 year old to start a ministry now. And yeah, and that's why I mean, if any Hamilton fans in, in the room, you know, it's the what is a legacy? It's planting a seed in the garden that you will never see. Yeah. So always being faithful now um, to know that you never know what might come of, of your work and your faithfulness today. So be faithful where you are. That's so good, Zach. I, I love that. And and yes, I'm I'm also a Hamilton fan, so, so you gotta 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 have all those pull all those quotes and uh, uh, we could have a whole podcast episode just using Hamilton quotes to talk there about about Jesus go. somehow and uh, yeah. maybe well maybe 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 we'll have a, a bonus episode someday on yeah I Hamilton think, quotes. I mean, when we were at Chick Fil A eating, we sang the story of tonight, telling uh, the, the uh, yes uh, the story of tonight. Yeah. <clears throat> They all hit well, not from my voice, but from Lynn Manuel's. Anyway, yes, yes. So, well, Zach, this kind of leads into our main theme for the our last few minutes here as we're chatting. I and I mean, we've already kind of been talking about this a little bit, but the, the theme for today is leading with humility, and uh, real simple, but so true. I mean, when uh, I believe both of us would very much agree that Jesus Christ was the best example of any human who ever lived uh, of of a leader and someone who. Uh, again, he is Lord of our life today and, uh, and has, and for those of us that are leading and in positions of leadership or seeking positions of leadership, yeah. uh, I think it's important for us to always look to the Lord Jesus for, uh, for his example and in leadership, again, it's not arrogance, it's not being cocky and, and proud. It is, uh, hum- humility. It is humble, uh, being humble and, uh, and everything that we uh, need to, to be pursuing more than anything. So, Zach, can you share with us some of your own thoughts about the importance of leading with humility? Yeah, I mean, humility is all throughout Jesus' teachings. It's all throughout his life, and it's all throughout Scripture. I mean, you see it everywhere. I mean, humility is the fear of the Lord. Its uh, its wages are, are riches and honor and life. Humble yourself before the Lord in, in God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Uh, and in, in James uh, 3, I believe, and when he asks, who is wise and understanding among you, let him show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that come from wisdom and, and wisdom that leads to uh, humility. And we were talking beforehand uh, about the podcast that, that me and Cooper actually started during during college to kind of supplement with that college education. And uh, the crux of it was the humility to listen. And I, I believe and I, I felt like at the time and still do that a lot of our generation uh, 
have this pride, uh, this kind of aroma of pride about them that they know all the answers and that they don't need help from. It's the kind of the okay boomer thing. I always had a problem with that mm-hmm. because, yes, it's a joke and it's silly about someone not knowing how to use an iPhone. But if you discredit the lessons that they have learned, you're going to fall into the same lessons uh, or the same issues or that they had fallen into the past. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to emphasize that good leaders learn from their successes and mistakes, yes, but great leaders learn from the successes and mistakes of those who have gone before them. Uh, yeah. Because where you want to go, someone's walked before. There's nothing new under the sun. And, and as much wisdom as you can gain, at least to understanding, but it takes humility to ask those questions. And so our podcast, we it wasn't uh, next generation leaders talking to next generation leaders, which is a great concept. It was uh, leaders of, of the previous generation uh, speaking to the next generation of leaders, and, and they were so willing to be able to help um, because of that legacy piece again. How can we help the future generations? Um, but having that humility to listen is it's a beginning of all of leadership. You have to be able to listen, and, and whether you're uh, not in a leadership role or you are in a leadership role, listen to the people that you're leading or listen to the people that you're being led by, and it all comes back uh, to humility. And, and that seeking of knowledge and understanding and so that you can lead well. Um, and you see it all throughout um, Jesus' teaching. I, I don't know if I'd mentioned it yet, but Mark 10, 45, that the Son of Man did not come to serve but be, or to, to be served, but to serve. And he gave his life as a mm. ransom for many. Um, and, and I just love that verse, is that the all-knowing creator of the universe came down in human flesh and served man. And, and we, we think about it all the time of, Jordan, if you had one one day to live, you know, like what would you do? What would you go see? I'd go skydiving, you know, I'd do all these crazy things. Mm-hmm. But it's like Jesus had one day to live, and what he decided to do was he washed the disciples' feet. He's like, mm. well, that's not what I would do, uh, but that's the essence of humility. And, and truly, the the true essence of humility is not only did he wash his disciples' feet, but he washed Judas's feet, the one mm. who would ultimately betray him. Then he turned around, and he washed Peter's feet. The one who would who would deny him and betray him, hmm. and 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 that is humility. That is leadership with humility, bending low uh, to lift up. And I, I believe that leadership is humility. You can have leaders who are not humble, but they won't have followers for very long. And so, if you want to be a great leader in this world, you have got to start with humility. That's so good, Zach. I think for for all of us, we always have so much to learn in in that realm of of being of being humble and knowing that because again, pride is a very secret, deadly killer of a, mm-hmm. a thing to be dealing yeah. with. And like, and, and all of us can deal with it. It's as, it can be as simple as, you know, like I've got a good thing going on or, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty cool. Aren't I? And, and, and then just, yeah. and then believing it and then leaning into it. And, and it's basically, uh, the reliance on uh, ourselves over the reliance on Christ. And, uh, and, uh, when, uh, when that happens, it's, it, it leads to all sorts of negative, just spiraling effects. And it, it's so, so important. And uh, like I, in, in, in studying just ministry leaders throughout history that have come before us, so many of them, the reason why the Lord blessed them was because they were people who kept saying, they're like, if we make this about ourselves, even just for one moment, the Lord will remove his blessing from it. And this is all done. And, uh, and uh, and for so many of us, it's like if you want to be used, if you want to be used by Jesus, if you want to be used by the Lord uh, in ministry as a leader, it's essential that humility be 
our posture and uh, and 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 being on our knees before the Lord, knowing that it's not stuff we do in our own strength. It doesn't matter how much we know or what we've done. What matters is that we are relying on the Lord. He wants us to be fully and completely dependent on Him. And uh, I know I'm so so passionate about that as well. So that's really really good, Zach. And um, yeah, what what else would you have to to add to that idea? Uh, kind of as yeah. we're getting toward the end of the podcast, any 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 kind of final thoughts and just kind of conclusions you would have on the idea of uh, of humility? Yeah. And to go along with what you're saying is the the beginning of humility is the knowledge and understanding of Proverbs 21, 1, that the, the, the king's heart is like water in the hands of the Lord, that he shifts wherever he, he wants and, and wherever he pleases, and knowing that we are not in control and, and that the Lord is in control and that we are, I mean, we work out uh, the will of God on this earth. But we're not ultimately in control. We have to be willing to humble ourselves before the Lord and, and know that He will lift us up, as James four ten says. Um, but it is just so vitally important. And like what you said, the, the pride is that silent killer, like gas seeping out of a out of a stove or out of a out of a, a fireplace that can be so lethal and so deadly but you never see it coming. And the same amount uh, of ministry leaders that you see have been, their ministry has been blessed because of their humility. The same amount have been destroyed because of their pride. Mm. Uh, And pride is something that we don't always want to talk about, uh, but it needs to be addressed. And, And you know, you're living in good community whenever they call you out for being prideful, because each one of us listening and myself included uh, struggle with pride on almost a daily basis. And, mm-hmm. and if we have community around us that are, are calling that out and saying, Hey, and calling us to a higher standard, uh, we can truly live in that humility that Jesus called, called us to. Uh, and, and as a Christian leader, your calling is, uh, to lead with humility, but also, I mean, another way we put it nowadays, it can be, it can seem kind of as a buzzword, but as servant leaders, um, mm. as Mark 1045 say, cause that is how Jesus led. He's the greatest leader of all time. And, and I get caught up in studying great leaders. You know, we talked before Winston Churchill, John F or yeah, John Kennedy, but, uh, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, these great leaders of history that we can learn so much from, but we have the guide to leadership throughout the new Testament. How did Jesus lead his disciples? How did he lead his people? And then subsequently, how did the early church lead? Uh, how did Old Testament leaders lead? What what made them different? The great leaders had humility. Um, and there's a stigma, whether it's from Hollywood or whether it's from corporations. And, and you see it in New York City and, and all these business leaders. I mean, the Donald Trump type uh, that you need to be never apologize, always mm-hmm. be willing to run over people in order to get what you want. Uh, in reality, that makes a great TV show, makes a great movie. But it doesn't make a great business partner. No. And you, I don't want to work with somebody who does that. And I don't know many people who do. Yes, they might win, but they lead through fear. And people are either compelled by fear or by love. And I want to be marked uh, by as a leader who leads with love and that people are compelled to follow and are, don't feel like they're forced uh, to follow. And so uh, in closing, uh, I just want to end with Proverbs 22, 4. You know, humility is the fear of the Lord. It, it's wages are riches, honor, and life. And, and that is the kind of life that I want to leave, that legacy that we are talking about. Uh, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want to be remembered as? Someone who led with fear and with pride and no one was willing to talk to them about it? Or someone who was 
uh, as someone who uh, who led lowly, led as Jesus led. Um, there's a great book by Dane Ortland called uh, uh, Gentle and Lowly that I would recommend to everyone. Um, there's another one called The Way of the Shepherd by Kevin Lehman. Just uh, a couple great resources on this topic. Um, but it, it's just so vitally important, especially as a Christian leader, to surround yourself with community that are willing to call you out on your pride, to be willing to to know that you're not in control and that the Lord is in control of everything, and to lead with humility, lead with listening, uh, with always always knowing that you can grow and learn from anyone and and not being too big for your britches, as probably my grandfather would say. Um, but humility is so important, and I can't stress it enough. Wow. Wow. Well, I love that, Zach. I think... There's so much for us to learn in this realm of humility, and uh, there's always more we can do to to just give it all to the Lord and to be humble and to just truly get down in our knees before the Lord. I mean, the most humble thing to do is to get on your knees and to pray yeah. and to yeah. seek the Lord's will above our own and to know that it's not it's not about us. And uh, like sometimes we think, oh, like on TikTok, everyone's like, oh, the, you have main character energy. Or like, like people will talk about like <laughs> people who just like think it's all about them in life. And again, I yeah. mean, uh, I'm guilty of that sometimes. You're like, oh yeah, Jeez. like I'm just like living the dream or whatever sometimes. But like at the same time, it's like, no, it is not about us. We are mm-hmm. not the main character. Jesus is the main character. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I think having that uh, humility uh, and, and just remembering where we're at is so, so important. And now, uh, Zach, before we are done, would you be willing just to pray, kind of to to close out our time, to pray for the listener who's listening, and maybe maybe they're struggling with humility and trying to figure out how can I be more humble? Uh, and uh, could you just pray to kind of close us out? Absolutely, I'd love to. Thanks, Jordan. Uh, Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to speak about uh, about you and to talk with uh, a fellow believer and a brother in Christ uh, who you have blessed so tremendously. And we do pray for how to life and the, the, the movement that it is that you continue to walk with them and you give them the wisdom to lead uh, well with humility. God, I pray for anyone listening right now, first and foremost, who, who may not know you. And know, I and mean, we're coming off a, an Easter weekend where we're reminded of your ultimate sacrifice that you paid so that we may live in freedom. And if there's someone listening to this that doesn't know uh, that, that they uh, would find a way, whether it's through a local church around them or reaching out to Jordan or myself, um, that they can come to know you. And I pray for all the leaders that are re- listening, whether they're leading right now uh, or whether they will be leading someone in the future. God, that you will give us the tools, the strength, the wisdom uh, to lead with humility and and to surround us with people who are willing to call pride out because we know it's a silent killer. Uh, But God, we thank you for for your example, uh, for Jesus' example while he walked on this earth and in the many verses that you've given us throughout the Bible. Pray that we we meditate on those constantly and, and we know and we're humbled to accept the fact that you are in control and we thank you for that, because if we were in control, this world would be more of a mess than it already is. Um, God, we love you, and we're thankful for you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Zach. This has been wonderful having you on uh, Gen Z today. And uh, for those of uh, for the people who are listening, if there is someone who wants to uh, track you down, follow you on social media, where can they find you uh, on Instagram? And then also, if you can give them the details of your podcast, I know you said it's not active at the current moment, but you've still got a wealth of a wealth of knowledge on there that I think people would love to tune into. Uh, where where can people find you and and check yeah, out you both you and your podcast? 
yeah, on any podcast app, whether Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, we're on all Podbean. There's a bunch of different ones I didn't even know we were on, but we're on them. <laughs> um, yeah, check us out. Next Generation Leader Podcast. It's a little blue icon with a microphone. Um, yeah, great interviews, not because of me, but because of the guests we've had on. And uh, I think you might find them uh, very encouraging. As far as social media, you can find me at Zach Funderburg. I'm not very active on social media anymore. Uh, I, I've kind of moved. I don't know. It, it, that's a, that could be a whole other podcast on my thoughts on social media, how great of a tool it can be, but also what a tool it could be for the enemy to get inside of our brains and, and bring discontentment and comparison. Yeah. Um, but you can find me at that. You can also, here, I'll just zjfunderberg at gmail.com. Shoot me an email if you, uh, I mean, if you want to reach out or anything, that would be awesome. Would love to hop on a call or get coffee with anybody. I'm in Birmingham, Alabama. If anyone listening is around here, I would love Whoa, to reach out and get Alabama. together. But, yeah, sweet home, Alabama. Sweet so, home, yeah, Alabama. That's how you can connect with me. Awesome. Well, that's great, Zach. I'm I'm excited for people to be able to hopefully connect with you in some ways. And and yeah, I'm super excited for, for again for those of you listening. We have more exciting episodes coming up very soon on Gen Z today. Make sure to tune into some of the other episodes that we've had. We've had some amazing guests. Uh, make sure to check out Gen Z Today podcast and How to Life Movement. And then if you want to uh, reach out to me as well, I'm Jordan Whitmer, J-O-R-D-A-N-W-H-I-T-M-E-R on uh, Instagram. I uh, would love to connect with you. And if you have any questions, thoughts, or, or things uh, as a result of this week's podcast or, or any of the podcasts and Uh, Thanks again, Zach, for being here. And thanks to all of you for listening. Thank you for listening. I invite you to subscribe, leave a rating or review, and tell your friends about the Gen Z Today podcast. Tune in each Wednesday for a brand new episode. On Instagram, you can follow at Gen Z Today podcast, as well as my page at Jordan Whitmer. Gen Z Today is sponsored by How to Life Movement with a mission to reach, disciple, and mobilize Gen Z young people for Christ. Gen Z Today and How to Life Movement are made possible because of the generous financial partnership of friends like you. To find out more, visit our website, genztoday.com. That website again is genztoday.com. See you next time on Gen Z Today. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.